the end zone, and it is caught. Adolf here. Chubb. Down inside. The silent count. He bails out of the pocket there. And oh, Josh Hallers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you a consumable dynasty perspective. He's Skyler. I'm Wyatt. And today we are joined by our first time, two time guest, our buddy Tyler. All right. (laughs) You can find him at FF Tyler O. He's from the Fantasy Hot Read. Tyler, how you doing? Doing good, man. Happy to be here once again, chatting football with some of my favorite folks in the fantasy community. So happy to get this going. Love to hear it. Glad to have you. Skyler, how are we doing? Ready to talk some football. I'm ready for the Buffalo Bills to put a stomping in tonight. Yeah, how do you feel about that Derrick Henry touchdown? <laughs> uh, you know, we'll give him one. It was inevitable. It was inevitable. <laughs> he, he can have one. Yeah. Yeah. We knew the one was happening. Exactly. So no more, it's, though. It's no more, though. He got his one. Got his one. <laughs> All right. Now, as you know, Tyler, since you've been here before, we always like to do like a little would you rather type of question for our guests, but Mm -hmm. you've already been here. So I kind of like used my good one already. So I had to come up with something funner, you know, for this. So this one's a little bit different. So this is a little bit inspired by some conversation we've been having on Twitter recently. If you could only have one style of pizza the rest of your life, what style of pizza would it be? We're talking like, is it New York thin slice? Is it Chicago deep dish? Mm-hmm. Is it Detroit pan pizza? What are we doing? It's it's, it's Detroit style pizza, hands down for me. It's, yeah. uh, I like the deep dish. The crispy crust is, is something that I, I truly enjoy. Uh, some of the Detroit style places I actually do like uh, for a large pizza, they do to like two small pans so mm-hmm. that every single piece is a corner. And, and that, yeah. that's that's really where the money is for me. So it's Detroit style. I'm a Michigan guy. It's no surprise. Grew up with it. But it is uh, undoubtedly my favorite type of pizza. It's too thick. Too heavy. <laughs> okay. Let's I get, don't mind Skyler, it. Skyler, you're a New Yorker. Are you going uh, New York slice? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some Let's get some proper pizza in here and call it a day. <laughs> I, you know, I enjoy both of them. And this is like closer to the New York style realm, but a nice brick oven pizza. That's my jam. We'll That's what I'm going with. We'll take it. We're great. All right. Let's talk some football now. Now we got pizza talk out of the way. First player, DeAndre Swift. Right now, he's the RB9 and half PPR and RB7 and full PPR, but I would say he's debatably underperforming. He's got a lot of receptions. He's tied for the league lead for running backs and receptions with Najee Harris right now, but he only has 65 carries and he's only gained 214 yards on those 65 carries. Not doing much as a rusher but still doing that well. So now I know this group of gentlemen here, we're pro DeAndre Swift guys. But my question to you, Tyler, is despite him, or I shouldn't say despite, if with him doing so well, are you willing to go out and buy him now? Yeah, absolutely. I think the move is to actually go out and, and buy him now. Just like you said, RB8, RB9, things are starting to really heat up for DeAndre Swift as of late. I mean, he's the most talented back on the team. Like Jamal Williams is a fine NFL running back, always has been, but he's never really been anything better than a backup. What really sticks out to me is last week he hit his season highs and snaps, RB carries, 
uh, backfield touches, routes run, and Jared Goff's dropbacks. I mean, every everything that you want to see out of running back is increasing. So I, I think that that's going to continue to trend in that direction. I don't know if it's going to increase much more than it did last week. The usage was great last week. But I think as, as things start to heat up, you know, he's been nursing that groin injury since the beginning of the offseason. It's part of the reason is their ADP dipped in redraft. So for me, it really just comes down to is when they do kind of unleash him in a sense, um, he's not going to be as cheap. So for me, the time to go acquire DeAndre Swift is right now. Yeah, I, I I think I actually agree with you. And just a little side note, the 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 round four ADP drop for DeAndre Swift for redraft season was a blessing. I think we all enjoyed it quite a bit. Very much so. Very much. So. <laughs> Skyler, what do you think uh, about DeAndre Swift? Yeah, I mean, when you say you're buying him right now, it's, it's he's a tough player to buy right now because he's just he's still so expensive in your leagues. Like people who are playing Dynasty who are thinking towards the future, like I think everybody loves the guy long term. You know, like he got faded a bit in redraft. That was not the case in Dynasty. He was going in the second round in people's startup drafts this offseason as a you know, as a top twelve RB in almost every single draft. Um and it's it's an interesting spot right now, right? And now if I'm if I'm rebuilding a team and I have one of the 26-year-old running backs, I'm definitely trying to move one of them for DeAndre Swift if I can. But like he's he's tough in my rankings right now because the inconsistencies have me reserved from putting him into like the top three right away. Like it's the same thing with Gibson. The reason I haven't put Gibson that high yet either is just between you know various reasons and the team's performance. But my question to you guys is right now. Would you rather have DeAndre Swift on your team than like Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara? Like straight up. Like if you were drafting today in a vacuum, like we're not talking team composition. Like with this year, you, you're you know blanks, clean slate. You're sitting there. They're both on the on the on the. You're on the clock. They're both sitting there. Who are you taking? Uh, strictly this year, I would probably have DeAndre. But we're you know is but your questions for like if we're doing it we're for draft, this year, we're right? drafting today. A dynasty startup. A startup today. Which one? I'll are take you? DeAndre Swift. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm taking DeAndre Swift. It's really tough. I mean, it's the first time I've really been kind of put in that position to ask. But yeah, I mean, I think it's between him and Dalvin. Like, I think I would take. Yeah, I agree. With confidently over Kamara at this point. I think between him and Dalvin is where I think like my finger would be on the button, really kind of panicking, waiting for the clock to run down. I say Swift. I mean, I, I could go Dalvin. Like it, it's a real. It's they they go back and forth. I've been like yeah. updating my dynasty rankings today even, and I couldn't really make up my mind between Dalvin and Swift. So I'd say that that one's tough for me. But Swift over Kamara, I, I do feel better about, and that is something that I would pull the trigger on today. Yeah. So I so I have Kam- uh, Kamara and Cook. It's like the two right before Swift in my rankings because I'm kind of right there with you. But I think. If they're even that close, the advice I take away with that is maybe you don't have a bunch of Twitter heads in your league. And if you think it's really that close now, like I can tell you in a year to 18 months, it's not going to be. So if you can make a move, if you're not in a position where you think you're the top dog, even if you are and you just want to get ahead, I'm not always as eager to get ahead with wide receivers because they, they can perform much later. But with these running backs that are in their 26, you know, 26, if you could move one of them for Swift or maybe even start it with like, you know, um, you know, a first, second swap in there and just see what they counter or how they like that trade, you might offer, you know, Swift in a first for Dalvin Cook in a second and get it accepted right away. You know, like they just wouldn't surprise me. I actually in the offseason with a shout out FL Steve on Twitter in a fade Duchesne's league, I traded away uh, Swift and 
a first for Saquon in a second, and that kind of hurts a little bit right now because <laughs> because I'm I didn't think after six weeks I would already have moved Swift ahead of Saquon. So here we it, are. Yeah. So that hurts. So I basically, you know, he got he got that you know that small age upgrade and moved the first to a second. So good on him. But that's kind of yeah. where I, that's where I sit yep. on Swift, and I Friend think that's, show. I think yeah. that's what you need to do with him and Dynasty right now is really think about your team and th- think that that's a move you could do now to kind of get ahead of the game. Well, I'm with you on that. Like trying to get something plus in return is definitely the move to make. But I think if the negotiations like go down that road, like straight up Swift over Kamara, like that's something that I, I think I would do. Yeah, I think the biggest argument for Swift in like that conversation is that. Dalvin Cook can be Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara can be Alvin Kamara, and they're not going to go up any higher. Yeah. Like, at best, they're probably just holding where they're at for most people right now. Let's move on to another running back, James Robinson, who's had an interesting year for himself, coming off this big season, undrafted, you know, rookie, goes on to do these big things for Jacksonville, making, you know, big plays out of nothing, essentially, last year. Then the Jags, for some reason, go out and get Travis Etienne in the first round. Bottoms out the value for James Robinson. Etienne gets injured. James Robinson gets back to doing his thing. It took a few weeks of Urban Meyer wanting to use Carlos Hyde for some reason, but luckily, he's got that out of his head. Now James Robinson's back to doing his thing, owning the backfield, really performing. But because James Robinson is an undrafted free agent, he's got a little unique contract status. He's going to be a free agent much faster than a normal running back that we're dealing with who could be higher up in your ranks. Uh, I believe it's a three-year contract for undrafted free agents, so he's in his second year. So he's a really interesting case. So, Skylar, what are we doing with James Robinson right now? Um, I'm likely just holding him in almost everywhere I have because um... – He's he's his his dynasty value has been so volatile. Like it's it's been the most confusing thing for me. I I thought last year if you could have sold out when he was at a first plus, that was the time. And after that, it was he was just a hole. And once they drafted Etienne, he was I was not moving him because his his value tanked to like a late second. Like people were just they wanted out. If that, if and that, then, honestly. And then I'm like, okay, I got a hold. And then like. You know, we're sitting there after week one when he just absolutely dudded. They're using Carlos Hyde. You know, no one wants to deal with Urban Meyer. And then, you know, I actually had a trade where somebody tried to give me James Robinson for Jamal Williams straight up. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to because James because Jamal Williams had a huge week one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I might sit a week on this and just see, like, was that for real from Jamal? Is his usage going to be that high? And is James Robinson really that? forgotten and um yeah uh that was a mistake i should have taken that i think that's the thing with james robinson is like he slipped that far down but now i think he's back up to borderline late first value and like just the guy might actually be good at football i know we like players (laughs) who are good at football and like every time they put him in a position to be used like he just does good it's like nothing that blows your mind but like he's performs above expectation i think he's just a good football player so with james robinson I think it's just a hold unless somebody's giving me, you know, a, a first plus. Like, I'm just holding. I, I, at this point, I think he's worth more on your team than probably what you're moving him for. And that's where I'm going to sit on James Robinson. I think trying to deal with playing the game of where he's going to be in two weeks' time is uh, is uh, it's it's annoying. It's an annoying game. I'm holding for the season. I'm, at this point, I'm in it for the long haul. I'll be curious to see what they do next year. I'm with you. I, I'd be a hold as well. I'm real, willing to ride the James Robinson roller coaster wherever it's going to go, unless someone wants to like 
uh, you know, go above and beyond and overpay for him sure. for some reason. But like, I mean, so much can change here that it's too hard to predict. I, if anybody told me they wanted to buy, if anybody told me they wanted to sell, I'm not even going to argue with them because it's like, well, you know, I know I'm not alone in thinking that I think Urban Meyer is a one and done head coach. So what's going to happen next year when Travis Etienne is back and there's a new head coach? Like, we don't even know what's going to happen. Like, maybe they they look at the backfield and say, well, this is a guy who's performed two years in a row. Here's a guy who hasn't played a down in the NFL yet. Like, I'm going to still continue go to trade Etienne for a third or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, what's we don't we don't know. So I'm willing to just ride ride the roller coaster. He's performing right now. Tyler, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough because. I think I believe he's a top eight running back right now. Since week three, he's been a top five running back in the NFL. And it's like, we've seen this before. Like this literally happened last year. Like this is great. But my issue is like, I have him ranked in my dynasty rankings right now at about running back 17, right? Just because of the uncertainty, but also can't ignore what he's been doing. So like, if he's my RB 17, like no one's going to sell him right now for an RB 17 price. Like no right. one's going to trade him for an RB 17 price. Like they're going to want a top five or at least probably top 10 value back if they're going to move James Robinson at this point. So I think if you got him, you know, you hold him unless someone's going to buy it, like go ahead and buy him off you or trade him off you for, you know, that, that like top 10 running back upside, like a first plus or something like that. Like, sure. Certainly get rid of James Robinson, but he's just in a, in a weird spot right now where he's performing so well. And I don't know if there's many people out there that are willing to pay for what he's, you know, putting out right now. So yeah, he's a hold. It's, it's an odd situation. It's, it's tough for me to like really get a, a strong opinion on what you should do with him. But I think holding's the right move. If someone wants to buy him for the top price, you can sell him. but um, I'm not advocating. I really just can't go out there and buy him. It's, there's just too many factors at play here for me to, figure out what's going on for the future there at the Jaguars. Now, I also am at RB17, so it probably answers my question ahead of time, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who would you rather have straight up, James Robinson or Travis Etienne, like moving forward? James Robinson. What about you, Wyatt? Yep. Now, I was never an Etienne believer. I was never an Etienne believer. No, let me move that to someone else that's like maybe, maybe more talented, but like the utilization you wish was close anywhere near James Robinson. Would you rather have Miles Sanders or James Robinson? James I, Robinson for me. I have Miles Sanders one spot above ah, James Robinson right now. Because I mean, I'm I'm a little bit of a Miles Sanders truther, right? So like, I I believe believe in the talent. You know, at the same time, like the thing stepping in his way is just like the coaching and them not deciding to give him the ball enough. Like but the same thing. I also don't believe that Hertz is going to be the. You know, I I can't be for sure that Hertz is going to be around next year. I mean, you listen to the news. Like I was literally watching something today, and they were talking about like, oh, maybe they should put Flacco in. Like, no, they shouldn't. It's the stupidest thing in the world. But like, that's yeah. already happening in week six. <laughs> and like, so like, I don't know what they're going to look like next year. And to me, like, he is probably you know low end, but like top twelve, top fifteen talent at running back at the position. Like, I do believe in him as a player. There are issues, obviously, like they just decide not to play him. But, um, you know, as, as a talent, I think I would rather have Miles Sanders, you know, going forward. I think, like, if I'm a contender, probably looking at James Robinson. But, you know, if I'm, I'm in a rebuild mode, Miles Sanders is one of those sneaky players I'd be looking to grab. Now, Jalen Hurts aside, who do you think is more of a threat long term, Kenneth Gainwell or Travis Etienne? If you're not a believer. I Probably Etienne and I guess at the end, maybe I, I'm not a believer, but at the same time, like I, I can't ignore the draft capital at, at that point. I mean, Gainwell, I'm just fine scat back, but I don't know. I'm just not, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm less of a Gainwell believer at this point. So there we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Let's move on to our last player tonight, Cortland Sutton. His season's been pretty inconsistent so far, but he does now have back-to-back -back games of 19 and a half, 19 half PPR points or more. 
And now has that's his third game on the season of such games. But Jerry Jewey was just cleared for practice this weekend. So really, the big question is now, Cortland Sutton's performing. Do you ride it out? Do you sell? Tyler, what are we thinking? You can get top 24 wide receiver value, I would sell. I, that that's what I would do. I, I have him sitting, I believe, at wide receiver 29 or wide receiver 20. I have to look to wide receiver 28, 29, like high-end wide receiver three in Dynasty. I have Judy well ahead of him. I think Judy is just a better player. I think Sutton's a fine wide receiver. If you can, you know, go out there and get top 24 value at the wide receiver position for Colton Sutton, you know, I would say by all means, like, go ahead and do it. I would uh, be more than happy to, like – like, I think, like, the guy that I'm right right above him, Chase Claypool, like, those are, like, kind of, like, two guys that I think are pretty close. And, you know, I, I, I like Claypool, but there's, like, some guys out there that I, I – like, I, I, if I could go out right now and get Bateman for Sutton, like, not saying anyone would, like, do that for sure, but I would definitely go try to, like, as a target. Like, if I had Sutton, I don't have Sutton on any of my teams. But if I did, like, I would try maybe to get Bateman at this point in time. Maybe people are lower on T. Higgins – um, maybe the lower, probably not Deontay Johnson at this point, but those are like some names that I'd throw out there that I would, I have ranked higher than Sutton that I would go try to get. Cause he has been playing quite well lately. I think he's going to be a fine wide receiver, probably gonna have some ups and downs. Cause I think a lot more volume is going to find its way to Judy. Now that he's returning. So yeah, he's, he's a, he's a high end wide receiver three for me. So if you can get top 24 value, I'm all for it. Yeah, I like that. The top 24 value I have met. Cortland Sutton at wide receiver 28 myself. And when you started talking, you know, I looked at my ranks and I'm trying to think of like, who am I going to say maybe as a target? And I was going to say Chase Claypool, actually. Yeah. So it's funny you said that um, I have Claypool at 23. So I'm down to make that move. Another person, maybe Devonte Smith also coming off of a not great game. Maybe you can throw that out there. Try to get him. Uh, Skylar, what are you thinking? Yeah. If I couldn't, if I'm a team that is competing for this year and Cortland Sutton's by wide receiver three or four. I think that's just fine. Like the inconsistencies, it's like if you look at who we didn't perform against, one was the Jets, where they just did not need to throw the ball. And the, I'm drawing a blank on who the other down game was, but it was it was one of the better pass defenses, and the team just struggled as a whole. So like I think Sutton is just kind of, like he's shown who he is right now. Like when when the matchup is there, he's just he's a big bodied possession you know possession receiver who is going to get his. I think whether or not Judy's there or not, I think he's still going to perform similar to how we're seeing now. Um, I don't think there's a huge ceiling to it, but as like a wide receiver 3-4 in your roster, I think he's rather valuable. Um, but if you if you were a team that didn't necessarily need that for your lineup right now, yeah, I'm all for, you said Devonta Smith, Deontay Johnson, guys like this, if you could move... If you could package Court and Sutton and maybe another old guy who might not help your roster, like an Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown, Cordell Patterson, to go get Deontay Johnson or Devontae Smith, like, you know, to Court and Sutton and one of those guys for Smith or uh, Johnson, like that is a trade I would absolutely go send out right now, especially with Sutton coming off a big week. And it's before Judy comes back. So, like, I think Judy coming back, whether or not – I don't think him coming back really affects what you're going to see in the box score from Sutton. But I think in the perception of your league mates, it absolutely will because they're going to be like, I'm not buying right now because Judy's going to come back. And, it, like, they're going to push a narrative to try to buy cheaper. So, like, if you're going to sell Sutton for the, those targets we're talking about, I think right now is, like, the best time to go do it because he's coming off – He's coming off a big game. He's now had three, you know, half his season has been big games, three of the six. And someone who's eyeing, you know, upgrading their wide receiver three or four, like might be looking at Sutton as that kind of a target. So, yeah. So, so we're going out and telling people to go get Swift right now and, and sell Sutton right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and, 
And looking at Sutton's game log, there was the week one against the Giants where Judy was having the big game and Sutton was draped by James Bradbury. Then he had the big game against Jacksonville. The, the Jets game, as you mentioned, where he caught five of five targets, but they didn't really need to throw. The bad game against Baltimore where Bridgewater left that game and yeah. Drew Locke was playing. And then two big games in a row. There we go. I will say, though, if you can't get that kind of value for Cortland Sutton, don't just sell just to sell. Because I do think that he will provide you that like boom bust wide receiver three rest of year because he is that talented. And in games where the Broncos need to throw, they we know that they'll lean on him, Judy Fant. So I think that he could still give you those big games. So yeah, if you go sell for the right price, but don't just sell to sell. Well, don't, yep. don't sell just to sell because barring injury, I don't think his value takes a huge dip in the next 18 months because with, with, with his, where his age is and where we have him in our rankings, which is like plus or minus wide receiver like 30, you're talking a middle end yep. wide receiver three, like I'm at like 26, um, like where we have him with that, the age doesn't play as much of a factor. Because that's kind of where you have the mix of guys like Sutton or Galladay who are now leaving that they're getting like 28. And then you have guys like Devonta Smith, Chase Claypool, like these guys or Bateman, guys who are young, who haven't really done it for many seasons coming in. Like it's that weird melt melting spot in the rankings. So I'm not very concerned about his age as far as his current value going up or down. Um, and like you never know if they switch quarterback in the offseason, his value, perceived value could go up. So, like, he's not a sell just to sell. But if you wanted to package him for that thing we're talking with Swift, if you're a two and four team or worse and you have Dalvin Cook and Cortland Sutton on your roster, go send out Dalvin Cook and Cortland Sutton for Devonta Smith and DeAndre Swift. Like, why not? Why not? Yeah, Cortland Sutton, only 26, year, 26 years old in his fourth year. So, he is a free agent after this year. So, it's something to think about. You know, he could change scenery after this year. Maybe that comes into your process a little bit. Yeah, I, I was just I was should. just saying him turning yeah. like turning twenty seven and the kind of style player he is. Like he's not at that point where his value is going to start tanking because of his age quite yet. You know, he's not like OBJ yeah. who's going to be you know thirties. You know, after this year. Yep. You know, so you still have a little bit of time. I mean, Cortland Sun does seem like the kind of guy too who would sign a contract somewhere to be the wide receiver one for a team. Too, you know, something to think about. Well. I think that does it for today, boys. Tyler, thank you very much for coming on and joining us. Before we get out of here, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah. Um, follow me on Twitter, at FFTylerO, uh, Fantasy Hot Read. Uh, it's conveniently can be found on, on JW's uh, YouTube channel. Also, look for Fantasy Hot Read where you can find you know your regular podcast. We have redraft content uh, flying off um, every Wednesday or Thursday of the week. So if you got time, check it out. Yes. As for me and Skyler, you can find Skyler on Twitter at the FF Buffalo. You can find me at YFV underscore FF. Make sure to find all of our content at jwfantasyfootball.com. Subscribe, follow. We're still trying to hit that 100 subscriber mark. Help us out with that. The elusive 100. <laughs> Until next time. See ya.